Break the Cycle with DSD, episode number five. Welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with DSD. Today we have with us Debbie Mirza, the author of The Covert Passive-Aggressive Narcissist. She'll help us recognize the traits and find our own healing after hidden emotional and psychological abuse. Hey guys, today I have with us uh, Debbie Mirza, the author of... uh, Covert Passive-Aggressive Narcissist. If you don't have this book, you have to check it out. It's a really great book. I think it's probably the only one that's on covert narcissism. Um, She's also a life coach, uh, a singer-songwriter, and has her own YouTube channel that uh, is growing. Well, I was looking at it earlier. It's a little over 1,000 subscribers, so you guys have to go and check that out. I will put links to everything that I can find in the uh, show notes for the podcast and on the description for the YouTube video. So. Debbie, thanks for hanging out with us today. I really appreciate you uh, you spending the time. And I know it's been a while. To tr- We've been trying to set this up for <laughs> like months. <laughs> so thanks. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. It's good to finally meet you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's well, you know, we have been kind of chatting for, oh my God. Guys, I mean, we, we actually have been trying to plan this and we've had to reschedule a few times. So uh, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a little complicated. So how are things going with you? I mean, since you've had your book last, uh, it, it, what came out uh, last, into last year, right? If I remember, I know I was looking at it, I bought it in December. So it was right around that time, right? Did you? Yeah. I, December or January of, yeah, just about five months ago, it, it came out and it's doing incredibly well, I have to say. I'm, I'm amazed how, I think my eyes are being more and more opened as to how huge an issue this is around yeah. the world. and literally millions of people experiencing these type of people. So I feel fantastic to have it out there to help people get answers. So, so on that, I mean, how has it been? I mean, what, what was your expectations when you released it? And how has the, uh, uh, how, how has the book been received by everybody? It's been it's received incredibly well. I, I can't tell you how many messages I receive on a daily basis um, with hearing the same thing over and over. I actually had a woman last night, I did a reading at a, at a bookstore, a local bookstore. And she came up to me and said, I feel like you've been a fly on my wall for the last 20 years. And you're telling my story to a T. And I can't tell you how many times I hear that. It's amazing how similar the stories are. And then I've had very serious responses to it. One woman wrote me and literally said, for a long time now, I have been asking God every day to help me die because I don't want to be here anymore. And I got a hold of your book and she said on page 10, you talk about oftentimes we're afraid to say it, but we don't want to be here anymore. It's just too much pain, you know? Yeah. And I said, just so you know, you're not alone. A lot of people feel that. And she said, I read that and I wrote it on a piece of paper and I hung it up in my living room. And she said, this book saved my life. And I wanted to thank you because I, I want to be here now and I have hope, you know? So, I mean, hearing that, especially, you know, as you know, how, painful a journey this is to be able to take my own experience and journey and help other people like this is just incredibly fulfilling and satisfying. And I'm just thrilled beyond belief to be able to help, you know, 
if one person gets help, it was yeah. helped. It was worth writing this book. Yeah. That that's amazing. I, I've actually had emails and comments like that myself. I mean, and, it, mm. and I think, you know, I mean, was that surprising for you when you started getting those? I mean, how, how much of a profound impact this information and validation for people really is? I think in some ways I was surprised and in some ways I wasn't surprised because yeah. they're all mirrors of me, you know, like I have been in that place too. And um, so I think in many ways it's very validating because as you know, yeah. especially with the covert type, we're questioning ourselves so much, you know, <laughs> like, am I seeing clearly? Am I, you know, cause it's not a clear cut thing. So it's been incredibly validating even for myself to hear so many people saying yeah. almost everything you said rang true. It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and it's so, I mean, it shows me how much we need each other, you know, cause this can be such an isolating situation and it's yeah. so helpful to talk to each other and have that support. Yeah. It's, and then like what you mentioned a moment ago, I mean, covert narcissism or narcissists, are just so damaging. You know, I mean, overts are bad too, but I mean, okay. it's easier to, to recognize what you're dealing with, but that covert nature just, it, 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 it like eats away at your soul and your mind and you start okay. questioning everything okay. and you do an outstanding job in your book of, of really breaking it down. And, mm. uh, um, I mean, really helping people to, mm. to see what's going on. And then even your work, uh, um, not workbook, but your, your exercise areas, I thought that was a really ingenious way to add other things in there to, uh, to, to help people really see, really see what's going on, right? Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that. So what was the catalyst for you to write the book? I mean, what, what, uh, I mean, what made you sit down one day and go, you know, I think I'll write a book on covert <laughs> yeah. narcissism, yeah. the definitive yeah. guide on it. What, what, how did that come dream. about? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when we're little dreams, that's what we dream of. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is the story behind it. I had, and I haven't gone public with sharing who the covert narcissists are in my life for my own personal reasons. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and as you know, and so many know, once you discover one, you see a trail <laughs> in oh, your gosh. life, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You know, your eyes start opening to other people in your life that, that you've had and you see how one person set you up for another and set you up for another, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was going through a horrifically painful time and I was doing a lot of work on myself to heal. And I, it felt like it would be, you know, two steps forward, one step back, then three steps forward, one step back and, you know, little improvement. And then things would happen that would feel set me back. And I feel discouraged, like, Oh my gosh, am I ever going to feel okay? And I was experiencing a lot of um, complex PTSD um, that's so common where, especially that trait that happens where we're just constantly on edge, kind yeah. of waiting for, you know, at any moment, you know, we could get a call or, you know, an email or a text message and, and you just feel the trauma go through your body. So what happened with me is I got a really uh, emotionally abusive email and I had been doing what really well with no contact and I was trying to decide should I ignore it should I write back and I decided to stand up for myself and I said you know what I deserve 
respect. I deserve kindness, you know, and these will not be tolerated anymore. <clears throat> and I'm going to have to block you if this happens again. And then I was hit with, you know, an even more, you know, like single space, yeah. <laughs> three pages of blah, horrible, horrible cruelty. And it sent me into a state of, there was a few days where I felt like I didn't speak. I just stared out the window. Hmm. You know, it's, there's different places you go with this and sometimes so angry and such yeah. despair and sometimes just numb. You just hit that wall and it's almost like I became kind of catatonic where I just couldn't speak. And I was waking up every morning crying and one specific morning I woke up crying and then I laid there and it started to, to change. The, the, the sadness started to change to a kind of strength, a kind of fierceness. And that morning when I was laying there, closing my eyes, I literally saw the cover of a book with really? big bold letters, yeah, that said the covert passive-aggressive narcissist. And I was like, whoa. And it was the sense, and I remember hearing Elizabeth Gilbert once said, I feel like sometimes books come to you and give you an invitation, you know? And if you don't take it, they move it on, move on to someone else. And I felt in that moment, I was giving it an invitation. Would you take this, you know? And as I sat with it, I thought the fierceness started to grow. And I thought, you know what? Yes, <laughs> I will take this and I will make this the best book possible. I will create the book that I needed years ago and could not find and did not exist. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I, I found the strength in me rise up. And honestly, as I wrote this book, I... At first, I was engulfed with fearful thoughts of who's going to read this. You know, the people that are the flying monkeys and the yeah. covert narcissists and all that. And then I thought, I have to switch this to the people I'm writing this for. And so I had the readers in my mind constantly. And I was able to feel so much love for them and so much care. And I wanted to give them the best book possible with the most comprehensive information and not just my story, but really accurate information. So I thought, okay, if I'm going to take this on, I'm clearing my schedule. I am interviewing so many people, which that was such an interesting process. I, I interviewed over eight, over a hundred people that had moms, dads, siblings, bosses, coworkers, you know, partners, spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends, just the gamut. Cause I wanted it to be really accurate, right. not just me venting and then blah, 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 you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but a really helpful book and also a really hopeful book. So, you know, here's the info and what do you do to heal? So that, that was the catalyst for, yeah. That's, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. and then to have it just basically, you know, come, I mean, almost come to you in a dream. I mean, that's, that's yeah. pretty profound. And yeah. then to turn turn something as as painful as what you were going through into something. I mean, it's life. It it's transformed your life, and it's transforming other people's lives as well. I mean, it's an incredible yeah. journey, right? I mean, it is. It's been an incredible journey, and I and interviewing those people. It's just amazing sitting across from someone and hearing the same story. Oh wow! Did you do a lot of that on in person then? I did. I did some in person. Mm -hmm. A lot over Skype. 
um, yeah. because I talk to people all over, literally all over the world. And it's fascinating to talk to someone in, you know, Lithuania and Australia and I think Malaysia. And it was the same, same story, story, you know, that's, that's, uh, man, that is one thing that's really surprised me as well is how common the stories are. I mean, you were mentioning earlier, I mean, I get people a lot on co videos on or comments on videos saying like what you just said a minute ago, you know, were you a fly on the wall? I mean, how do you, mm. you know, I mean, were you there? It's, I think in one way though, it's, it's kind of nice that they're so predictable because right? it makes it easy to search easier, easier to search for the information and, uh, and then find some little nugget that, that, that pulls you in to learning about this and, and getting the knowledge to, to really take your life back. I mean, that's, that part's amazing. True. And I want to say too, you were a big part of my, when I was researching, there was, uh, I watched a ton of YouTube videos and then there was a few people I zeroed in on. Like these people feel really authentic to me. And you were one of those people. And I actually put you in the back of my book as the ones I recommend because I saw you, that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're I appreciate so that. welcome. Yeah. Because you really are, you can feel how real you are, you know, and honest and down to earth. And it was just so helpful. So your, your videos were a tremendous help to me. So I want to thank oh, you for that. Well, thank you for that. I'm glad they were. And I mean, and, and then for you to create this other platform, I mean, not like, there's not a lot of, I mean, as, as I, I mean, I haven't looked recently, but yours is the, isn't yours the first book that covers covert narcissism? Yeah. When I looked before I wrote my book, I wanted to, you know, I've, I had been doing my own search and I couldn't find any. Then I found a couple that, and I read them and, and in my just opinion, click. they just weren't helpful. Yeah. Uh, for me anyway. And so I haven't looked recently, but as of when the book came out, it, it really is the only book of its kind. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's really, I mean, it's definitely needed because I mean, the covert narcissist is, is unique. Now you probably agree. I'll, well, I'll ask you this, um, see if you agree with me on this. Typically, whenever you're dealing with a covert, as soon as you've exposed them or they realize that you no longer have any value, a lot of times they turn over. Right? Oh, I mean, yeah. You notice that? Definitely. And so, I mean, but it's like you, you need that validation initially to understand what you're dealing with and to be able to, to valid, you know, to self-validate that your experience was real, that what mm -hmm. you're dealing with is legitimate and that there's other information to to back it up to say yes yes that right there that that exactly yeah. is what I'm doing or what yeah. I'm going through. Yeah. So what has been um the biggest uh the biggest learning thing for you since doing this the book and and now the YouTube channel and so what's the big takeaway that you you've basically learned I guess in the last 6 months from all this? Hmm. That's a good question. Um well, I think what I, the last six months have been quite profound for me because I, in the aspect of healing, uh, not so much like traits, but I, um, I've gotten, uh, well, okay. So this is what happened when shortly before the book came out and I wrote mm -hmm. Meredith about this, Meredith Miller, um, and cause we become friends and, um, she said, this makes total sense. <laughs> I had all these health issues. And I found out I had massively high blood pressure. Right. And I think my theory is it's a, it was a buildup. It actually writing this book, it took me about a year to, to write it. And, um, 
I think it took a lot out of, out of me, you know, cause I was focused on this all day long, every day. Yeah. And part of my research was reading my journals that go back like wow. <laughs> almost my whole life to help. Yeah. And, and actually that talking about wake up calls, that's incredibly helpful because I, I like all of us was under the illusion that, that um, this one relationship was a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look back on my journals and it's like, oh my gosh, now I could see through things that I don't remember. You know, little things like- But you wrote them down, right? And I'm so grateful I wrote them down. I'm so grateful I wrote this down because that helped me so much because this is what I noticed. And and this, I, I was going a different direction with the answer, but now I'm <laughs> going this way. We're pivoting. But anyway, I'm pivoting. Yeah, um, having to do with uh, things where my eyes were opened is the, um, when you're in these relationships, you, what I noticed looking at my, my journal entries was how unhappy I was and how lonely I was. And I could never figure out why. And I would always attribute it to other things. Well, maybe I just haven't figured out, you know, a job that's fulfilling. Well, maybe I need to exercise more. Maybe I'm lactose intolerant, you know, maybe my hormones are imbalanced, you know? So I would just be looking and trying to improve my life. And I did not realize that it was the relationship I was in, you know, that was causing these health problems and these emotional issues. And because you really are continuously being devalued without seeing it, you know, and manipulated and yeah. And I think what you just made a comment about is, I mean, you were writing it down. I mean, so you go back and you look at yeah. it and you, in effect, you, you were, you knew what was going on. You just couldn't, tar- you couldn't see the actual source of it. And I, and I think that's yes. so common. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of people fall into that, you know, and it's like, you know, we really did, we really, we really do see what's going on. And most of the time, the narcissistic person is telling us what's what they're going to do or how they are. And it's like right in your face and you just don't see it. I'm glad you had still have your journal. So you were able to, to drill through with that because that's a, I mean, that's an important message too, for people. Mm-hmm. So man, yeah, I think another enlightening thing too, I was just thinking is we talk about the things that do happen, the different traits, you know, that right. people's ha- people have, but we don't often talk about what wasn't there, you know, like for right. instance, I just did a video on this on, um, what my eyes. Okay. This is a recent thing that's because even years later, you know, I'm sure you experience like you'll have a memory yeah. and like, Oh my gosh. And one thing that dawned on me was, um, in one of these relationships I was in, I had severe things happen to me, whether they were surgeries or mm. a bad concussion or, you know, life threatening, actually very one time where I was close to death, you know, and it was wow. a very scary time. Um, and the thing I've noticed across the board is that when you really look at it, if you had been with someone who truly loved you, they would have been devastated. Oh my gosh, I almost lost you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, are you okay? What can I do to help? You know, that's real love. But what we experienced, the absence of that, 
where they're not yelling at you. They're not saying terrible things to you, but you feel they're, they're, they despise you in those moments when you're sick or when you're injured or, yeah. you know, you were in a car accident or something like that. Um, they don't have that normal loving response. They feel distant and they are angry at you for putting them in a position to help, you know, and make you the center of attention. And, yeah. and they'll do the covert type will do things to help you. And they'll look really good to other people. Like, wow, you're so lucky how your wife or husband or sister yeah. or mom or whatever is helping you. And they don't see what it feels like when they're in your presence. And, and you just constantly end up blaming yourself. You know, you feel like, oh, I should be getting better faster. Or I, oh my gosh, I'm putting everybody out. And, you know, yeah. I'm lazy, you know, all this stuff. So they don't directly tell you that, but you clearly get that, those messages. No, that's a good point. So, mm -hmm. and I think you were going to, what you originally were going to say is, I'm assuming, is that since you've gotten out of all this, your health issues have probably improved? Well, this is what I was originally going to say. So now we'll go back to that. Um, I, what the high blood pressure did for me, uh, it's, it really for months has taken me out uh, as far as energy. Mm -hmm. I have not had the same energy and I've tried to do dietary things and tried to do, you know, um, all the recommended things. I've done a lot, did a lot of research on like, eat this food and don't eat this food, you know? Right. Um, and it really wasn't helping. And I went on medication, which I can't stand. I that, yeah. <laughs> and then that affected my head and everything. Um, and so I have, so the, the thing that's really helped me, and I'll promote someone else here, is Joe Dispenza's work. I don't know if you've heard of him. Mm -mm. Um, he has, he is really fascinating. Um, he has a new book out called um, Becoming Supernatural. And in it, he has a, a, an extensive science background. Okay. And he does a really good job explaining what happens to the body and the mind when you go through trauma and you experience um, different types of things like this. He doesn't talk about these relationships, but trauma is what we've experienced, yeah, you know, exactly. for a long, long period of time. And um, he really woke me up to how powerful so i should first say when we experience these relationships for a long time our body gets accustomed to fear and anxiety yeah. and helplessness and all the things that come with this and what happens is that becomes our default yeah. to the point where even when we have something happy happen and we're feeling good our mind quickly goes to something that then spirals us back down yeah. and it keeps us stuck and it keeps us unhealthy. And I really realized I have to really change my emotional state to teach my body. We're going a different direction. Now we've gone through this and I don't want to live this way anymore. <laughs> Yeah. feeling this fear so much and this anxiety and this sadness and helplessness. And um, so I've been doing, I'm a big believer in meditation and guided meditation, especially because for a lot of people, med just meditating is difficult. Yeah. Um, 
And in fact, I have some guided meditations I created, which I do recommend. And I oh. also recommend Joe's. <laughs> so yeah, well, well, I'll put a link to, to Joe's stuff. And, and is your stuff on your YouTube channel or is it on your website? It's on my website. Yeah, the okay. guided meditations. Because what I learned, just to give you an example, he tells a lot of stories of people who have dramatically healed themselves emotionally and physically just through meditation and raising their emotions to yeah. emotions of gratitude and joy and love and compassion. And he, he's done scientific studies, which I'm big into. Um, and he studied people where he'd hook them up and see what was happening with their brain waves oh, okay. and their immune system and different things. And he, he tested people that where all they did was three times a day for five to 10 minutes, they raised their emotional um, state. So for instance, just for five minutes daydreaming <laughs> about yeah. something that makes you really happy and wow. then staying with that feeling for at least five minutes. If these people did this three times a day and their immune system went up by 50% after four days of doing this. So mm, it's makes sense. So I've been doing this like a savage, like my son would say. <laughs> like a beast beast mode I, beast mode beast meditation mode yeah so i have been really committed i thought if i this is the most important work for me to do right now is to change this my emotional state and i've been doing this over the last few months and on my own without doctors i've completely weaned myself off the medication and my blood pressure is normal Wow. which is amazing to me. And it's purely because of doing this consistently. And I find it really is teaching your body a new way, yeah. you know? So that's been a profound thing in the last few months. Well, that's serious. I mean, that's significant. I mean, that's a it's huge really discovery. Significant. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's been life changing and that I'm sure eventually will be another book. Cause I, yeah. I love, taking what I learned and what actually helps me and, and putting it out there for other people so we can all. Well, and like we mentioned earlier, I mean, it's, it's, it's life transformational. I mean, I, I've, uh, I often say, or, or recommend to people, you got to slow down. You've got to take a breath. You got to, you, you, uh -huh. you have to slow yourself down. I mean, and I, I mean, even for me, I mean, I can find myself getting tense, you know, my shoulders tensing up uh -huh. and I mean the whole thing. And if I can just say, relax and just, you, I, you can feel it in yourself. I mean, so mm -hmm. it's the idea that if you could do something like that and, and do it consistently, so you make it a new pattern in your life, right. the, the benefits to it are just profound. I mean, I, I, and I'm really glad that you're actually focusing on that mm -hmm. um, because people need, I mean, it, people need it. And I think it's hard a lot of times, I mean, like the whole meditation thing, I don't really wrap my head around. So like you were mentioning earlier, like mm -hmm. the guided meditation helps. Yeah. Um, I, I spend a lot of time listening to that type of music because it just, it's like just mm -hmm. the, that meditation, um, you know, uh, healing, whatever that, you know, whatever, you know, go to YouTube right, and right. find whatever. It just, if you kind of let it envelop you, it really, mm -hmm. you, I, for me personally, I can feel the difference. So, I mean, so that is cool that you're really, that you're doing that. So I want to pivot because I think this goes into the next thing. Cause you mentioned, I, I don't know if we talked about it since we started or before we started the, the show, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you're also doing uh, retreats or getting ready, or have you done retreats or you're, or you're getting ready to do them? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's a new thing um, coming up. And I'll definitely announce that on um, my YouTube channel, YouTube channel for sure. Um, I, yeah, I'm a big believer in retreats and especially getting away from your life, getting out in nature, having being in a really supportive group of other people yeah. who understand as well is huge. And going through learning different tools that you can take back home with you that will really yeah. transform your life. Um, and, and really taking your care of yourself that way and giving yourself that, that peaceful experience, you know, that you deserve that, yeah. that we're all learning that, you know, how much we deserve. And, um, so yeah, um, I'm going to start planning retreats. Um, I think I'm going to be doing them. I may be doing some in Colorado, and then I'm also looking for to uh, do kind of more exotic one in an island off of Spain. Ooh, but I'm nice. really, yeah, yeah, for those that really want to up the self care, yeah. <laughs> like let's do something exciting for a change, you know. It's kind of like taking that whole no contact to a whole new level. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Leave the country. Yeah. (laughs) Run away. But but that's really important though. I mean, you know, you can get a lot from from books and and you know, YouTube channels and and podcasts and all that different stuff. But I think that's an you know, another aspect of it to help people heal in a profound way. So Mm -hmm. that's I'm that sounds awesome. I'll I'm sorry about I maybe I shouldn't have asked. I didn't realize you hadn't mentioned it, so I didn't so no, hopefully we didn't uh, release something too soon, but uh It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, it just encourages people like keep keep watching because that's definitely gonna be an announcement. Definitely coming. So definitely coming. subscribe so to her nice. channel for that. Yeah, yeah. So I you mentioned something earlier uh when we were talking about how it, it's you've been through so much, but you still are learning. You're still having epiphanies. Yeah. And, and I think it's, an, I'm glad you said that because I, I don't think people realize that this is kind of a, a, a continuing, you know, a continuing improvement process mm-hmm. to, to heal, right? I mean, you're, you're yeah. going to get, you're going to go through these different phases. I mean, and, and the phases in the beginning are just really oh, tough. Really tough. So, but, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, I'm trying to think how to say this. It doesn't stop getting better, right? I mean, once you go down this path, once you mm-hmm. commit mm-hmm. to healing yourself, to saying, okay, I am stopping this cycle. I am not going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, it's not easy. It's definitely right. not easy. Yeah. But it's, it's a, a, it changes your life. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it's true. And in some way, let me ask you this, cause I've, I've, uh, I, I kind of ask a lot of people this, but do you feel in some ways that this experience has actually made your life like it's a blessing, like it's a, a good thing, even though right. it was so horrible? Right, right. Yeah, I feel like the answer is yes. I think um, it's such an eye opening experience when you when you really choose to go the route of healing, you realize it's like you have a chance <laughs> And also it's a beautiful thing when you get out of relationships and you see more and more, I really have a chance now to live a life that's actually really enjoyable. A genuine life. A genuine life that where joy exists and love exists. And, um, and it's very 
eye-opening as far as, you know, childhood stuff and, and you know, different types of relationships and opening your eyes to what does love actually look like? Clearly, I have ex I've experienced both, I would say. Um, I was really, really lucky with my mom, <laughs> with the mm. mom I got who passed away actually um, a few years ago. But I'm so grateful to her. And I honestly think I was able to write this book because of her, because oh. she gave me a foundation of what love actually looks like. And I oh, think that's I, awesome. it's amazing. And I have that in me. And I think that honestly has been the backbone that has carried me and, and made it possible for me to write a book like this in the midst of everything. Um, I've also experienced the il illusion of love, you know, and I have many times over and I've experienced the, the twistedness that is not love, you know? Um, so this has given me an opportunity, I would say, to become incredibly strong because, and I talk about this in my book, I, I still cry when I read the very end of the book, I read a letter to the survivors and I was reading it actually to a friend of mine the other night and I cried again <laughs> because I talk about like, you're really developing a superpower because you're coming into this with an amazing amazing characteristics already because most of us tend to be kind and nurturing yeah. a lot of us are um empaths you know very sensitive um and then when you go through this and your eyes open then wisdom comes and knowledge comes yeah and when you combine a tender heart with knowledge and wisdom and strength that's an incredible person yeah, that will change lives and will change this planet, you know. So, I have definitely been pushed and pushed and pushed. And even right now, things are happening in my life that <laughs> with one of these um, covert narcissists that's pushing me. And I woke up the other morning and I thought, This is pushing me to be even stronger, yeah. you know, and even more of a soldier when it comes to self-care, you know, and, and I'm, I'm noticing, I'm thinking a lot more clearly and quickly than I used to, you know, things yeah. used to take me down a lot faster. And now I'll, you know, go into a tizzy for like a day or two <laughs> and then I'll be like, okay, what do you need right now? You know, yeah. what, what can you do? How can you look at this differently? What can you do to not have someone take your power away? You know, and so yeah. I've recently with this issue I'm dealing with right now, I've come up with a whole new plan. And I thought, you know what? This could be the universe or God or whatever you believe guiding me to a completely different scenario than I didn't yeah. think of, you know? So there, it's definitely, it really can be the making of you not the destruction. You know? That's what I think people need to realize is that yeah. this doesn't necessarily define you in a traumatic, well, it's a traumatic experience, but it doesn't necessarily have to destroy your life. It can make things, or it can force you to look at things and deal with things and make things a lot better. Yeah. And I think, you know, I had a friend that said that's such, oh my gosh, I talk, I think I talk about her in every book so far. <laughs> 
I'll probably, con- it'll be my tradition now. That's awesome. <laughs> She's my best friend in the world. We've, we've known each other since seventh grade. Wow. And yeah, she's fantastic. And she is the real deal. And um, yeah, actually, she's in a great marriage, a long, long term marriage. So I would go with her. Do you what's this like? You know, what does real life look like? (laughs) (laughs) Educate me. So she said one time, because I I've been through a lot, a lot, a lot of years with these people. And she said, I'm, I just so sorry, you had to go through this. I said, it's okay. And she said, I just wish it didn't have to be so long. <laughs> so much of your life has been consumed yeah. by this. And I said, you know what? Here's the thing, Liz, because I first love that you want that you love me that much, you know, and that you do feel empathy because that's huge. Um, yeah. But also I needed to experience this for a really long time because it enabled me to write this book and it yeah. enabled me to help people that, had I have this relationship for, you know, a year or two or oh, a terrible, yeah. rela- confusing relationship for a few months. And I'm not discounting those because those are incredibly confusing and painful. And, too. and very and take a long time to heal from and as well. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm definitely not discounting that. But because like if you were to hire someone to write a book, <laughs> the best person to do it is someone who has had all types and for a very long time yeah. and they looked very differently. Um, and so I thought because I, it has been such a long journey for me, I was perfectly prepared and I was the perfect person to create this for other people. And I, you know, it's almost like I was talking to my son the other day. And I did something for him that um, really helped him with, with an area in his life. And a, and a lot of people disagreed with what I did. Hmm. And I thought I would do it all over again because it helped you. And yeah. on, on one level, because I, I've always had a sense that I'm here for a reason. I, I, I've never been one to just kind of lightly go through life. I've always felt like there's a purpose for me here, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like in some ways as, as there's part of me, that's like holding back from saying this. <laughs> and then a part of me knows it. I would go through it again because of, and this can make me cry because uh, of all the people I've heard of, you know, from that yeah. have been incredibly helped by this. I think I would do it again. Because I feel like this was part of the reason I'm here to experience this and to heal and to help others. And I I mean, that's when we help each other, that's what makes this a better place. So I um, there there's definitely, you know, it's not there was definitely reasons that this happened in my life. Sometimes it feels like it was a lesson we had to learn. Right. And, And if we didn't learn it. I mean, that's like when I got out of my relationship, I, after 22 years, I'm like, I got to figure this out or I'm just going to do it again. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that, you know, sometimes I wonder, it's like people who have different levels of, of how, like, you know, like we mentioned earlier, where it's just maybe somebody who has a, a, a short term relationship. So maybe that's what they needed to learn their lessons. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe we needed, you know, a couple of decades, you know, or, whatever, yeah. or more. Yeah. Um, but I, I hear, I hear you. You know, I, sometimes when I say that, I, I, or say along the same lines on on some of my videos, I'll, I'll say, hey, you know, 
at some point, this may sound crazy, but you may look back and this may, this may be the, the single turning point in your life that makes it really good. It doesn't yeah. feel like it right now, but right. you know, and I, and I look at it where I'm at today and yeah, okay. There's still, I mean, I, there's still issues going on, right? but it's like, I, sometimes it scares me that if, if all this stuff wouldn't have happened and if it wouldn't have been as bad as it was, right. would I be here? You know, would, right. would I feel the way I feel now? I mean, you were talking earlier about the anxiety and the stress, and uh, I'm sure there's a lot of depression in that. Um, yeah. I, I remember that too. I mean, I was always sick. I was always stressed. I was always, um, you know, j- tomorrow scared me. It's like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Yeah. And, and, and yeah. now I'm at the point where it's like, man, what's going to happen tomorrow? You know? Oh, wow. Wow. And, and you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm, I'm hoping that you have the same experience, but, but it really changes your life. I mean, but you have to work. And just to, to, to hit this point again, you have to work at it. If, if you hide it yeah. under the rug or you find yeah. a little happy, because I did this before I met um, Debbie, my girlfriend, I thought things were fine, oh. right? I mean, I thought I had healed from the divorce um, only because I wasn't being targeted at the time. And I'm like, yay, you know, I'm, I felt okay. Or I felt good, but it was a facade. I hadn't worked on uh, myself. I hadn't done the work because I didn't know what I was dealing with at that particular moment. Right, So right. I didn't do any work. So when all it took was a little tink, tink, you know, a little tap at the, at the foundation, and everything fell apart. Mm. But, you know, what, and like what you made a comment earlier about now when something happens, you know, you might have a flare-up for a day or two, you know, whereas before it would take a long time. And it's like the same thing. I mean, something can happen. I mean, now there's almost, it's like, it's almost instantaneous. If something mm-hmm. happens and you have that initial, like whatever, you know, anger or flash or emotional mm-hmm. flashback, mm-hmm. It, it, your brain kicks because you've reprogrammed your brain and you're, you right. kick into this new, this new perspective and you don't, like you mentioned earlier, you don't want to give them your power away and you don't want to put any energy into it. I mean, right. it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's so nice when you get, you just, it just gets more crystal clear. When you're yep. able to see through behaviors that you weren't able to before, like before, I would definitely swim in the whole. Maybe this is true about me. You know what they're yeah. saying, and now it's at the point where it's like, absolutely Whatever. not. <laughs> like, you know, it's like no it's doubt. Like, really, that's mind. what you came up with. Okay, wow. Next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's really, you know, I. I, with, with, uh, I will say with one uh, person in particular in my life, I, and it's more than one because it's the whole flying monkey stuff too. It's like their obsession. (laughs) And I am a target of so much rage now. And it's incredible to be in that position. And what I'm noticing is the more it happens and the worse it gets, because these people do seem to get worse and progressively worse. You know, and like you said, the behaviors tend to get more aggressive and more overt, a mixture of covert and overt, really. And the more I'm receiving this, I'm noticing the stronger I'm getting, like the real, really strong, where I'm noticing myself blurt stuff out where before I'd have more of a filter. (laughs) But I think that now I'm what it's doing, the gift that's in there is what it's doing for me is I'm really caring less and less what people think. And yeah. I'm really going in the direction that many people judge, you know, and I'm starting yeah. to do things that, you know, may 
bother people. And I'm getting more and more where I'm okay with that. I am okay with living this life with people thinking things of me that aren't true and not liking me and literally hating me and saying things about me. And I, I am getting to, which is an amazing place to get, to get to the place where you can live life feeling joy and being okay with that and kind of letting them have their journey. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine who has a covert narcissistic mom the other day. And it's just so much. um, And that's the thing I ended up telling her, I think you need to get to a place where you need to let your mom be on her own journey. You know, she's not going to listen to you anyway. (laughs) And it's just draining the life out of you. So it's, she's making these choices and you can't, and you have to let them live their own life experiences and learn their own life lessons and, and let them go and let yourself have your own journey. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the keys of what you were talking about is you get to the point that you self-validate. You don't need someone else to say, you're a good person Mm, because you, you know, and, and, and that is such a key, right? Because as soon as you're good with yourself, it, nobody has the ability to, well, maybe not nobody, I mean, but you're defend, not, I'm trying to think the right way to say this, but you're at, you're at a space where one, you're not going to put up with unreal, our unreal behavior. I mean, in your book, right. you list a bunch of things of what love is to where if it's not that, it's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm okay. I don't need your toxic toxicity in my life to try to validate. I don't need that. Right. And, right. and that, and that, that changes everything that is, uh, yeah. that, you know, I'm mean, like what you're talking about. And, and each day in that journey, I think you, you get more, well, you get more powerful, you get more stronger, powerful, grounded, you right? and peaceful. I mean, you just, you're, mm-hmm. and then, and then it just draws more of that into your life too. Right. I mean, it's like, True. it's like the True. gift that keeps on giving in a good way. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's awesome. And I think I've learned, just quickly say, I, I think I've massively learning more and more and more to trust myself with every little thing. Yeah. Like I even had someone the other day write me and ask my opinion on something. And there was just something in me that said, don't do it. You know? And oh, okay. I don't know why. I don't know this person. But I just gave them a vague answer and didn't hear from them again. But it's those before I would have gone with, oh, you need to be nice to everybody, (laughs) you know, and now I think another thing that's wakes you up to is there's a lot of toxic people out there. I would say there's more toxicity out there than I realized. I think I definitely had more of a Pollyanna view of the world for sure. Um, and I frankly love that about myself. <laughs> it, 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 I, I'm, I don't, I'm, the only reason I'm laughing is when we went <laughs> yeah. through our, our custody evaluation, the, the custody evaluator said that I had a Pollyanna syndrome. Oh, I, really? I, I actually had to look it up because I'm like, what the heck does that mean? I, yeah. you know, I, I Googled it, looked it up, and I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. That's just well, funny you say that. Well, that's, wild. that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's actually like a really beautiful thing. I kind of yeah. don't like that they added syndrome to it. It's not a syndrome. It's, I think you're kind of a naturally positive person. And, and honestly, I think that's why we got in, part of the reason we yes. got in. Yes. Because you see the best in people and believe 
good in people. Yeah. And it and is it is eye opening that there are a lot a lot more people than I realized. A lot more. Let me ask you this because this is something that that I mean I think everybody healing from this goes through. Is that you, you know you you start learning and then it gives you that initial answer and then like you said it's like it lifts that veil off and you see it everywhere. Yes. And it's like oh my god my coworker my boss my you know, my childhood friend or, or, I mean, you know, your parents, I mean, it's just like, and that can be overwhelming because you can go like, Oh my God, the whole world is this way. I'm, I'm isolated. I'm one in this sea of chaos that I have no chance to escape from. Did you kind of go through that as well? Definitely. And I went and I, I definitely talk about this because I went through a period of time where I didn't leave my home much. Yeah. You know, and, and fortunately, I, what I do is out of my home, so I didn't have to go to, to an office. But I went through a time because of exactly what you said, where I needed to retreat yeah. from the world. And I needed to, I was either at home or I was on a mountaintop because <laughs> I live in Colorado. Okay. And I would go out into nature and I, I just couldn't deal with people. I couldn't do it. I didn't want to be around any of them, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, and I honestly needed that time. I mean, for me, it was like an incubation, incubation period of, you know, it's right. kind of that whole illustration of, of the, I, it was my cocoon time yeah. before the butterfly could emerge. And, you that, know? and it's critical to, to give yourself that time. It is, it is. And it, and at first it was really disheartening and I felt like I had lost a lot of innocence that's in me, you yeah, know, I to that. yeah, but it really turned into more of a, oh, well now this makes things make sense. This makes my life make sense. Why I feel uncomfortable in a lot yeah. of rooms with different people and I don't feel relaxed (laughs) a lot here. And, and it's really made me make different life decisions too. I've just, I'm noticing more. I think I need to live in places outside of cities where there's not as many people. And um, because I'm really, it's becoming a high priority for me to become a really peaceful place, you know, to live in. And and so I'm I'm directing my life in a much more proactive way than ever and noticing what I need and what nurtures me and what helps and what um, drains me and really yeah. going towards those things that um, help me feel more peace. Man. Yeah, and that's the key. And one thing I want to just piggyback on or, or go back to is just because you have this positive view of people and the world doesn't mean that that's destroyed. Okay. Your naivete is gone, yeah. but with knowledge, you, you still retain that. Now you just don't invest it in areas that you know, now you can see are unhealthy. Right. I mean, so, right. right. I mean, so you don't exactly. completely lose. I mean, cause I went through a phase yeah. where I was like, damn it. I missed, you know, I liked being that, that, that person that wasn't jaded, that was trying to do the right thing. And, and seeing the best and, and all that stuff. And you, and you go through a phase, at least I did, where you, you feel like you lose it. But yeah. you, but you, 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 because you shut down, like I did the exact same thing. Uh-huh. You shut down, you cocoon, you basically, um, you know, crawl in your cave. Uh-huh. But once you emerge, you're a, a much stronger person, much more focused person. I mean, it's, it's, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. you know, like uh-huh. what you're talking about. I mean, that's, 
I mean, that's the goal that everyone going through this can achieve. It's not a pie in the sky thing. It's, you know, put the work into it, but you really can get to the other side. And, and the stuff that, the stuff that bothered you five years ago or in the beginning of it, mm-hmm. it's like you were mentioning earlier. I mean, I'm sure it's like, it's like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's like, it's not even yeah. an issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the, it's becoming very clear to me who I am. Yeah. And that's a huge deal because when you're going, when you're involved with these people, it's really hard to see the truth about yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and that's incredibly strengthening. And, and I think, and you become pretty invincible when you get solid on who you are, Good you know, point. like, yeah. Like when you were saying uh, earlier, you're no longer needing that from other people. Yeah. That validation. I mean, it's lovely to get. Oh yeah, <laughs> of <like> course. <laughs> yeah. And, and also because I've, of that incubation period of retreating and things like that, I've become even more incredibly grateful for those in my life that have been with me through thick and thin and have demonstrated consistent love. I mean, I, I think you almost become where you soak that stuff up even more. Yeah. Well, cause you know, it's real. Yes. And you so appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing is to be able to 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 discern the what the wheat from the chaff is that the comment, you know, I mean basically be yeah. able to like okay, these few people are really good people that I want right. in my life. These right. people I have to be involved with because of work and I have to just be friendly or neighbors or yada yada. And yeah. these other people they're gone. Done. Yeah. 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 Man, that's that's awesome. So on that, so before, before we go, is there anything that, uh, that you want to, I, I, let me ask you one last question. Somebody who's in the midst of going through this, what piece of advice, single piece of advice could you give them to help them get to the next day? Um, if you have the strength in you, I highly recommend, I don't do this anymore, but I used to lead a mood meetup group here in Denver. Mm. And I would highly recommend looking for some kind of group in your area for people that have gone through this because at the beginning for me, that was really helpful to go to these groups and hear other stories, real people, stories, real people, stories that helps open your eyes and to, to feel like you're in a safe place where you can then tell your stories and have the whole room nodding profusely (laughs) like yes we went through that too that's incredibly helpful because it's so hard to see when you are on an island alone and people around you even people that care about you don't understand yeah so i would say try and find a group like that um and if not if there's nothing in your area maybe try and find an online type of group that you know um and in fact i don't know if you know of any I'm trying to think of. Well, I know, I know there's a few people, I mean, like even me who do live streams, like Angie Atkinson, she does a daily live show for people to kind of just jump in and start their day. I think there, there are a lot of online type things, um, for that. I mean, and if you, if you can't, if you don't have uh, a local system or a local support system, then the online live stuff's good because you interact. I've even actually started sure. a, a, a Discord server, which is kind of like a chat thing that you can do on a live stream um, for people to do that. But oh, cool. uh, 
Uh, and then I did, I was talking with uh, Tracy Malone a couple of weeks ago. I did a podcast or an interview with her and she was talking about helping people to create their own local meetup groups. Uh, and she has some resources oh, for awesome. that. So she's the one I had, she had, has a Boulder group and I have a Denver group. And because of the way my life is going, I called Tracy. I said, I, I have to let this group go, you know, as much as I don't want to. Wow would you take it over? So now she's doing the group. So oh, that's awesome. I highly recommend. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah, she, she is great. Like so. resource queen. She has all these resources for people. It's great. She's, she's amazing. She's got a lot of stuff going on. Well, yeah. Debbie, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for sharing uh, your insights and some of the new stuff you have coming up that people can look forward to. Yeah. Uh, it, it, just before we go, where can people find more information? I'll put links, but where can people find, uh, find more about you? Where do they go find you online? Yeah. So YouTube, just under my name, Debbie Mirza, and then my website, debbiemirza.com. So. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks for hanging out. It was for the last hour. I really appreciate it. It was great to finally meet you and talk to you. Yeah, you too. I so enjoyed this. Thank you so much for having me. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that show with Debbie Mirza. Make sure you check out her book and head over to dadsdrivingdivorce.com and check out the show notes. And if you get a chance, take a moment to go over to the iTunes podcast repository and leave the show a review. 